This, uh, I'm, I'm starting out the series for Pastor Mike uh, in Strong, talking about strong in fervent prayer. Let me say that again. Strong in fervent prayer. How many know that we need to pray? How many know, how many need to know that we don't pray enough? Hallelujah. My God, hallelujah. I'd, I'd ask three questions to you this morning. Don't answer them. I'm just, I just throwing them out there at you. Do you believe God hears your prayers when you pray? Are you, well, you didn't have to ask them, but thank you. Thank you. Are you confident when you pray? Are you confident? And do you ever get the feeling when asked to pray that your prayers won't be good enough? You know, and so you tend to sometimes allow yourself to get intimidated by others that are praying. You know, I think about the fact that, you know, Sister Patty and, and some of the members will meet over here in the corner in the morning. And, um, and if you ever come to a prayer meeting, you know, you hear people praying out loud and you, you wonder, well, really, should I pray? Well, we're here today to tell you that shake those things off. You know, I found that the best, if you feel in any way intimidated, if you feel like your prayers aren't enough, you know the best way to get rid of that? Pray. And then pray some more. And then pray some more. Because the more you pray, it's easier to pray. Let alone the fact that we have a God that has done everything for us and he's worthy of our prayers, right? But First John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And again, we're talking about fervent prayer. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. This is, what, this is to help us to realize that we can have confidence when we pray to our God. Amen. He's done everything for us. So all we got to do is just talk back to him. Amen. And all through our life, no matter what stage you are in your Christian walk, you know, early or late, doesn't matter. We can pray with confidence and know that God hears us. And then, of course, we always have the famous scripture, Mark, chapter 11, verse 24. I have the amplified uh, version, which says this. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and that they will be given to you. Our God is always ready to answer our prayers, no matter what it's for. He's ready. And, of course, we recognize the fact that we always want to be in the will of the Lord. Amen. But I want you to know also you always have a lot of backup when it comes to praying. You got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So you always got backup. Amen. Plus, you got Jesus in the seating for you in heaven. So pray and, and feel confident about it and know that the Lord is willing to hear you. Amen. For God is our Heavenly Father. We should be able to approach him boldly about anything in our lives. He wants to hear from us. The door is always open, and we know who is the door. Jesus is the door. So the door is wide open. Jesus opened the door for us so that, that way we do not have to feel like we can't be confident or intimidated or any of those kind of things when it comes to talking to our Father. Amen? We love our fathers and mothers on, in the natural, and we should be able to go and speak with them. Amen? And so we want to be able to go and speak with our God as well. 
My question to you this morning, are you all in? Are you all in to speak to your father and let him know what's going on in your life? Whether it be sickness, amen, whether it be a financial need. No matter what that need is, know that you, you can be all in. Be all in. Because he, on the cross, he was all in. Amen? And because he's all in, you can be all in as well. Amen? Amen. Bless this holy name. So what we need, Patty, is some prayer warriors. We need some prayer warriors always ready, no matter what the circumstance is, to be able to pray. And I know each of you know that how wonderful it is, really, that someone comes up, to, comes up to you and says, could you pray over my situation? I'd appreciate it if you'd pray with me during this week. I have the situation I'm dealing with. You know? And that's what we should do as a family of God, learn to pray one for another and be able to have confidence in individuals that you go to and actually ask to pray over a situation. Amen? Uh, in this lesson, the strong person, we're talking about the strong person this morning. Uh, obviously, the message is strong. <laughs> and the strong person profile says this. A strong person is a person who is marked by great strength, moral power, and abundant resources. This person is superior in faith, prayer, and passion, forceful when moving forward against obstacles, and tenacious and tough when fulfilling God's will. I want you to know this morning, you are a strong person. Amen. Jesus had his arms wide open, and you accepted his invitation. So you are a strong person. You can do it. Amen. You can do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do it, church. Amen. You can do it. Hallelujah. Where do we get our strength? Where do we get our strength? Well, just had a couple of scriptures that I wanted to read to you this morning. Where do you get your strength? Well, in Acts 17, 28, uh, part of that scripture I really like, which says, In him we live, we move, and we have our being. Amen. That's a, that's a great uh, saying each and every day, is that in the Lord you live, you move, and you have your being. Uh, Philippians 2.13, uh, God always works in us to do his good pleasure. I believe that's Sister Beth's, one of her favorite scriptures. <laughs> I praise God. I can do all things through him. Amen. And then Acts 1.8 talks about you shall receive power. Amen. How many know that, you know, when you receive the Holy Ghost and you got say, you receive power. Amen. All right. And we know we baptize the Holy Ghost on the inside of you so that you're able, amen, to move according to the will of God in your life. Amen. That's what you want to do for in the Lord. It's, you know, and that power comes from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Which means it comes from God himself. Since the Holy Ghost is third part of uh, the Godhead. Amen. You have power, church. You have power. Amen. And really, I know that this morning I could stand up here and try to cheerlead you into certain things. No. You have the power already within yourself. You really don't need to be cheerleaded into it. Amen. You should already know that you have the power of God in your life and that he can move in you. Amen. Sure, you know, the pastors, we look, we look to pastors, we look to evangelists and that, but it's also in you. In you. Don't ever doubt it. It's in you. If you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's in you. Amen. And you should each day be thankful for that and give him honor and glory and walk according to the power of the Lord in your life. Amen. 
I uh, just wanted to touch on one of the, um, since we're talking about strong person, uh, one of my favorite uh, strong persons in the uh, Old Testament is the, is the man Joshua. I, I just like Joshua because, um, you know, he was, uh, he was a great man. He, was, he lived to be actually 110 years old, uh, Joshua did. And when I look on his life, you know, Joshua, of course, you know, he had the opportunity to be in Egypt when um, Moses was down there. And actually when they got de- delivered from Pharaoh, uh, you know, he got to see them moving out and, and, and you know, and saw the sea parted. Hey, Amen. Just think about it. Uh, Joshua got to see that, you know. Uh, Joshua, of course, uh, was one of the spies sent out. And he came back with a good report. Why? Because he had the right kind of spirit. So in Joshua 1, verses 1 through 2, it says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. So Joshua had the opportunity to be the one to do that. And then verses 6 through 7 of that same uh, chapter, it says this, Be strong and of good courage, for for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Amen. And the same holds true for us. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Look to the Lord. Amen. And you will prosper. He said we would prosper. So we can look to the Lord. And just as Joshua did, we also. But I just wanted you to know this morning that there are times in our lives where, you know, we allow a little fear to creep in. We allow a little doubt to creep in and those type of things. Well, believe it or not, if you keep reading the story of Joshua, you find out, you know, even he had a little difficulty. Uh, later on in, in Joshua chapter 7, verses 6 through 11, it says this. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face downward on the ground. This was actually after they had actually taken over Jericho, and then they were moving on to Ai. The next town was going to take it over. But we recognized that something had happened between uh, the battle of Jericho and, and then taking Ai. Uh, Achan, you heard his name, Achan had actually taken some stuff from uh, Jericho that he wasn't supposed to take. Uh, King James says the cursed thing, but it was actually things that God said, no, you don't, you don't touch those things. You know, do not. And so Achan took them and hid them. So this was the time when this particular scripture comes about, when uh, the Ai, uh, Joshua sent a few guys over to attack Ai, and the guys of Ai beat up on the Israelites. <laughs> and, and, you know, Joshua's like, you know, what's going on? And so in this scripture, then Joshua tore his clothes and fell downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and with great sorrow, they put dust on their heads. Joshua said, and this is Joshua's prayer to the Lord. O Lord God, why have you brought this people across the Jordan at all? Only to hand us over to the Amorites to destroy us. If only we had been willing to live beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can I say now? that the army of Israel has turned back in retreat and fled before their enemies. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it, and it will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. 
And what will you do for your great name to keep it from dishonor? Joshua was a strong man. He's talking to the Lord, amen. He's talking to our God. And I like what the Lord says, amen, because it's like he's talking to us. The Lord says in verse 10, so the Lord said to Joshua, get up, get up. Joshua's putting, he, Joshua put in a strong prayer to the Lord. The Lord said, get up, get up. Why is it that you have fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. So, again, the Lord will tell us, when we get in a situation where we think we're not getting through to the Lord, or we're feeling, again, intimidated, or we're not confident, the Lord will say to you, get up, church. Get up. Get up. You don't have enough money in the bank? Get up. You're feeling a little down because of some sickness or illness? Get up. Friends have left you? Get up. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. You have the answer you need. So get up. Don't wallow in anything that would keep you from moving forward in the Lord or to think that, I just can't go another day. Yes, we can. We just get up and move out into the things of God. Now, we recognize the fact that we do that by faith in him. Amen. As I said earlier, he's done everything. He's done everything. So all we have to do is get up and do what Pastor Mike said in one of his other series. Go. Get up and go into the things of the Lord. Amen. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Move forward in the Lord. Amen. Another strong profile. This one in the New Testament. Uh, taking a Bible study on the book of Acts here locally in the community. And uh, one of the gentlemen that we talked about that you found recorded in the book of Acts is the deacon Stephen. Stephen. What a man! Stephen, hallelujah. We recognize the fact that uh, it came about that the uh, Hellenist uh, widows weren't being taken care of. In other words, the Greek widows weren't being taken care of uh, in the early church. You know, evidently the, the Jewish ladies were being taken care of, but evidently the Greek ladies, for some reason, weren't. And so, um, so, the, so this great conflict came up, and we recognize the fact that the, the apostles decided that they would actually uh, get all the disciples of Christ together, and they came up with a plan. And that plan was to choose seven men. And Stephen just happened to be one of those men. Uh, strong, why? Because he was full of the Holy Spirit. He had the Holy Spirit. Uh, he was full of wisdom. A good thing to have, wisdom. And, of course, one of the things that we all want to have is a good reputation. Amen. Well thought of. Amen well thought of in the community. And so Stephen was all of those things. So in the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 54 through 60, says this. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, talking about the Sanhedrin, when they decided to go after Stephen because they didn't like the things he was talking about. Amen. How many times have you as a Christian 
I found out that people didn't like what you were talking about. Well, probably haven't come to the stage that Stephen is at this point in time. But these people, they were enraged. And they ground their teeth at him. But he, I'm not Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him, the mob. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, here's the prayer. Beautiful prayer it was. Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, gets even better. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Amen. I just it just it just overwhelms me when I think about uh, Brother Stephen and how that he was being abused by the Sanhedrin because of his beliefs. Amen. Because of his work for the Lord. And yet, like Jesus, like Jesus, he said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. That's why the Lord, you know, when he tells us that we are to love our enemies, love our enemies. Praise God. These are interesting times that we live in. Amen? And you and me. We were called for such a time as this. This is our time. Uh, as, you know, this is the time that you're living in. Young, old, otherwise. This is your time. God has called you for this time. And our responsibilities are to be like Christ. That's our responsibility. Because we say we love the Lord. That we've accepted Him. And that we want to be like Him. So if that be the case, we do have to love our enemies. We do. We do have to find ourselves in situations where when negativity is flowing, that we don't get involved in that negativity, we bring some positivity in there. Praise the Lord. Strong scriptures. The scripture verse the pastor is going to be using for this series and you'll see it again in, in the future lessons. It's taken from Second Chronicles, uh, chapter sixteen, verse nine. Second Chron Chronicles, chapter sixteen, verse nine. Not of the New King James version says this: For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. New Century Version says it this way. The Lord searches all the earth for people who have given themselves completely to him. He wants to make them strong. God wants to make you strong because you are his agent in this earth. You, you, Christian, you are his agent. And he wants to make you strong. Amen. So you have to, you know, just... Pull yourself up. Amen. And recognize 
I know who I am. Yeah, I know. And know who you are in the Lord. And I tell you again, you are strong in the Lord. Amen? And the Lord is looking at you. And uh, he knows what you can do for him. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 is a, is a really solid scripture. Talking about the fact that God made Jesus to be sin for us. Jesus, who knew no sin, that we would be made the righteousness of God in him. Because of Jesus and what he did, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you can do whatever the Lord has instructed for you to do. You can do it. Amen. He has a ministry that, you know, he's given to you. You can do it. He always equips those who he sends out. He always. If he gives you a plan, he'll tell you every detail that's needed. And all you have to do is just follow it. Amen. But because of Jesus, we can do it. Amen. Psalm 18.2 says this. Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. He's also my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Now, there's a lot of things in there about who God is. Amen? Whoo, strength, trust, buckler, horn of my salvation, my high tower. God is all those things. In the beginning, remember, God created the heavens and earth in the beginning. No matter what man says, any God. Psalm 27, 1, Pastor used this in one of his previous messages as a theme over and over and over. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Of whom shall I be afraid? And I can I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. And I know when I don't act as the Lord wants me to act in a particular situation, fear, I get scared. And and you know, there's nothing else I can say. You know, it's not it's sure it's not about Jesus. He he's not scared. The Holy Spirit isn't scared, and we know the Father is scared. So it has to be me. I'm afraid. But again, today our lesson is talking about being strong. We want to be strong, Lord. So I need to be strong, Lord. Fear will always rise up its ugly head. Amen. Hallelujah. It'll rise up its ugly head. And so we want to get the fear out and move on with the Lord. Amen. Uh, scripture that you're very familiar with, Psalm 40, 31 says this, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So the key thing is, Pastor Ditch said, wait. <laughs> wait on the Lord. He always, God always gives you good stuff. He always, it's the best. Okay? I can, I could counsel you and you know, maybe I give you a little bad counseling. Not trying to do it, but, you know, I might just say the wrong thing. 
Uh, I think uh, it's like Brother Kevin and I were talking about the fact that, you know, I can say, man, you're a bad brother. You're a bad, well, to some that, <laughs> that, has a, that has a bad connotation, but culturally speaking, you know, it's like, you know, you're all right with me. But, you know, sometimes we can give the, the wrong. God does not. He is very precise and clear on what he is saying so that that way you won't have any confusion. Whereas Brother James could say something and you could be confused. Just love me anyhow. Love me anyhow. Praise God. First Chronicles, uh, chapter 16, verses 11 through 12. And this will be our last scripture of this group. says this. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. So again, wait on him, seek him out. Wait on him, seek him out. That's right, elder, be patient. Wait on the Lord. He's got the right answer for you. Amen? He does, and uh, he will make sure that you get it. So today, be strong, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We know that great scripture. And as he is, so are we in this world. And we know, we, again, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Hallelujah. So if you are a strong person, I hope right now you are in the Lord. You, may not, you don't have to feel like it, but you're a strong person. Amen? It's not about feelings. Uh, and we know that the, the scripture is strong. That's a good word from the Lord. Very strong. So if you have you, the strong person, but you with the strong scripture, then you get that strong prayer going. Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing that if you study God's word, uh, I notice Pastor Ditcher does it very well. Sister Ditcher, when you pray, you know, putting the scripture in there, because that's what we're talking that's, that's the word of God. And when we speak back to our Father, we want to use the word. Amen. Father, in you I live, move, and have my being. Father, in you I delight. Hallelujah. And I know you will give me the desires of my heart. For the Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. I mean, make it personal when you pray. Because it is personal. You're talking to your father. And, and it's amazing how the word just should help you. Because again, who is inside of you? The Spirit's inside of you. So you, when you speak, you can speak clearly and, and use his word. Uh, strong prayer that uh, we have for this lesson says this, Almighty God, who gives strength to the weak and upholds those who fall, fill me with your strength and courage to go through deep waters, to overcome all obstacles, to resist the devil, and to fulfill my destiny. Let your grace cover my life and your hand be strong on me. Amen. That's our desire for us all, that he'd be strong. Amen. In our life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Fervent prayer defined. A person strong in fervent prayer is marked by a great intensity of spirit. They are wholeheartedly and passionate, not shallow or lazy, in their praying. They are boiling over with a red-hot intensity and not lukewarm. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean that when you pray, Father, you know, that you got to be screaming to the top of your head or, you know, you have to do it in Lord. You're just such a wonderful God. You know, no, he's your father. He knows you. 
So talk to the Lord as you would normally talk to someone you know. In the right, in the right way, of course. But just speak to the Lord. Amen. Because again, if you do that, that's speaking with intensity. That's speaking with passion. Amen. To our God who loves us so very much. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? We hope you do. I, you know, we don't put you to sleep, but we want you to know that you can be strong in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Another verse for you, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You go to the grocery store sometimes, they might be out of something that you really needed. But the Lord is always in abundant supply. Whatever you need, it's always on his shelf. Matter of fact, it probably has your name on it too. Uh, this is Brother Travis's shelf, you know. Uh, you know, this is Sister Carrie's uh, shelf here, keto diet. Uh, no, <laughs> this is, you know, whatever you need, God has it. Amen? Whatever you need. And then First, Thess First Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18, uh, one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, which you probably say you have a lot of scriptures. Um, I like this scripture because it's the threefold thing that, uh, as far as being in the will of the Lord, threefold. First Thessalonians 5, 6 through 18. Or 6, yeah, I did get the right. Okay. It says this Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So saints of God, those three, if you, if you do those three things, I mean, it's amazing. That's why, you know, uh, again, regardless of the circumstances that are going on in your life, uh, doesn't matter what it is. Rejoice. Even if you don't feel like rejoicing. Rejoice anyway, amen? <laughs> you know, there's many times I don't feel like rejoicing. I'd say, ah, oh, James, you kidding me. There are many times I don't feel like rejoicing, but I have learned that I'm going to rejoice anyway. Hallelujah. Even so sure when that knee starts acting up, and boy, it has it been acting up these, these, this last week. Maybe because I knew I was speaking today. But I still rejoice in my God. Why? Because I know that's my life. That's my source. Amen. That allows me to do everything I need to do in this world. Hallelujah. Woo. And then pray without ceasing. That's one I need to work on more. I don't mind confessing. Pray without ceasing. Now we know Jesus also taught his disciples how to pray. So if you, if you ever struggle with what can I pray? Well, of course we have them all pray. You can always say our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. It's, it's an excellent prayer. And you don't have to say that every day, of course. And if you do, nothing wrong with that either. But I'm just, again, telling you that your father, he's personal and should be to you. So coming down toward the end, bless God, we want to talk about prayer and fasting because we know we don't talk about fasting that very much. Amen. We talk about it, and yet we don't talk about it enough. 
Amen. Uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 3 through 4, uh, just, I'm just going to give a couple examples of fasting. Um, we have the story about Jehoshaphat. When the Moabites and Ammonites and some other ites decided to come and surround the city and try to you know, take Jehoshaphat out, here's what Jehoshaphat did. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all, and from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. That, that, was, that was a good thing to do. He made a wise decision. When things are going on, when, you know, when fear creeps in because of someone coming against you or whatever the case may be, that's the time to seek the Lord. We should be seeking him anyway, but that's even better time to seek him and call for a fast. Amen. That's what um, Jehoshaphat did. And, if, of course, if you read on, the Lord messed up the enemies. <laughs> you know, didn't even have to fight. The Lord messed them up. Just going to show you how good God is. When we are serious, when we are serious about him, it's amazing. Also, Nehemiah, uh, he too fasted and prayed when he realized that um, here he was in exile. And um, he heard about the situation in Jerusalem, how that the walls were crumbled, falling down, you know, and uh, that touched him, you know, being uh, the fact that he was in exile in Babylon, you know, so he, you know, he, um, in verse 4, Nehemiah 1, 4 said, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And uh, we know that the king gave him license and also gave him help in going back to Jerusalem so that he could actually begin the work of rebuilding the wall. So there are circumstances in our lives when uh, it just seems like it's really pressing us, really coming at us. It's a good time to fast and pray. It's a very good time uh, to fast and pray. Biblical fasting. Here's a couple things regarding biblical fasting. Prayer and fasting is defined as voluntarily going without food in order to focus and rely on God for strength, provision, and wisdom, taking our eyes off the things of this world and focusing our thoughts on God. That's, that's a good definition. Prayer and fasting also heightens our awareness of God's presence. It will open fresh new spiritual insights. Your faith will be enlarged. You will feel emotionally, physically, and spiritually refreshed, and you will see answers to prayer. I know everybody wants to see answers to their prayers. Everybody wants to see answers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We know he's able, and we know he's willing. Amen. But, you know, we want to do our part as well. Amen. As Christians, we, we want to pray. We want to fast. You know, we want to just seek in him, seek in his face. Amen during our time of whatever we're going through, whatever it may be, even for good, whatever, we want to do those things. Amen? And here's a couple things for as far as powerful. I told you I was winding down. It's amazing how the time flies, but anyhow. Uh, powerful chemistry of fasting with prayer. These are great benefits 
when you fast and pray. Great benefits. Fasting and prayer together create a spiritual chemistry that releases supernatural power of God into our lives. It also brings a fresh word from God and opens up new levels of Holy Spirit activity. Mm. Wow. Uh, Cornelius, who wasn't even a Christian at the time, when he, but he, but he liked he liked God. He saw obviously, uh, you know, he saw what God was doing, and he and he liked the Jewish religion, brother Jim, and and so he liked the God of the Jewish religion, and so he prayed, he prayed and fasted, you know, and because of him doing so, Peter was sent to him, you know. Uh, unclean, unclean, you know, God gave him the vision of things that he would never eat, you know. And uh, just a sign that what was future, which was that he was going to go to the house of Cornelius and uh, speak and preach about Jesus to Cornelius' family. And, you know, you've read the story, many of you truly have read the story, how that, you know, even before Peter could finish, even his, you know, he's like in the middle of his sermon, you know, started speaking in tongues and everything, getting saved right there on the spot. Bless God, the power of God. Hallelujah. What a time. The power of God moving. So, new levels of Holy Spirit activity. Amen. Uh, fasting prayer together also creates a spiritual flow that breaks through a hardness of heart, removes the old dead wood and ignites a new fire in the heart. So I would say, if you're if you're stuck in your walk, if you're stuck in any area of your life, it's probably a good time fasting and prayer. Probably a very good time. Just a suggestion, a good time. Hallelujah! If you're stuck, okay, because I firmly believe if, if you would, the Lord would give you a new perspective on your situation, your circumstance. Amen. Enlighten you, and uh, you just come out of that thing saying, "Man, it was just that." Bless God. I was worried about that. Whatever the case may be. Bless God. Also, skipping a few of them, fasting and prayer will help break the bondage of sinful habits and defeat demonic powers, giving the believer strength to stand against sin. Amen. You know, it's not necessarily our goal to always be, you know, in a situation where we feel, I'm, I'm fighting against the devil, I'm fighting against the devil, I'm fighting against the devil. But we recognize that he is our true enemy. It's not our brother or our sister. Amen not flesh and blood, okay, it's those demonic powers, so again, um, a good time to be shored up and some fasting and prayer, because even Jesus said, some things just don't come out without fasting and prayer, and you know the story about the disciples, why they weren't able to heal the young man, and Jesus came down the Mount Transfiguration, and actually he did, but he did say some things don't occur without fasting and prayer. So if Jesus said it, then I just got to believe it. I just got to believe it. Regardless of what I may think in my little brain, no. Jesus said it, so it's so. Fasting and prayer. Amen. Gives you that sensitivity. Amen. To things of the Spirit. Praise God. And I'll give you one more. Fasting and prayer allows the Holy Spirit to conquer the mental and emotional problems that would control our lives and return the control to the Lord. You can't, but he can. Hallelujah. You just can't do it on your own. Have you found it out yet? Have you found it out that you are unable to bring certain things to be without the Lord doing it? It just won't happen. 
And why should we want to try to do it ourselves? Amen. We know we're in him. So since we're in him, let him move in your